You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 69. And in today's episode, ladies, I'm going to be talking to you about 11 tips to help you get more energy. And also, these tips are going to help you balance your hormones as well. So you get two for the price of one. You learn how to get more energy and how to balance hormones at the same time because some of these tips interchange to do both. So with that, let's dive in and learn what those 11 tips are. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint, have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options, and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, hey there, ladies, and welcome back to another episode. Can you believe it that it's already the end of summer and kids are already going back to school and they are talking and saying it's the start of fall? Well, maybe it's that way in some parts of the woods, but definitely not here in Southern California. We are still having record-breaking temperatures of well over 100 degrees on most days. So, you know, even though the stores are whipping out the sweaters, which I can never understand that, you know, like it is like 95 outside and all the stores have gotten rid of all the summer stuff. You can't buy anything summer anymore. And everything is now fall and sweaters, you know, and pumpkins and all of that stuff already. We're only in, we're only in August, right? So anyways, that's always kind of my pet peeve with the retail end of things. I just never understand why everything has to be so rushed all the time. Why they just can't let us enjoy it and soak it up for every moment that it's worth until it's finally actually fall, you know, or it's actually, you know, Halloween, you know, start doing that stuff maybe next month, but not in August. It's kind of like, you know, they always rush Christmas too. So anyways, I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode, you know, talking about the different causes of hormonal imbalance. And today, what I wanted to talk to you about today is how by balancing your hormones, ladies, and doing certain things that you can boost your energy levels and how boosting your energy levels goes hand in hand with hormonal balance. They kind of like feed off of each other. So we're going to start by talking about that. And I'm going to give you 11 ways that you can do this. And we're going to go over this. And what I'm going to kind of interchange, you know, increasing your energy levels, you know, with things that you can do for hormone balancing and kind of the other way around. So they kind of are going to be interchanged this whole episode. Because ladies, there are really smart ways that you can boost your energy, you know, and you can do that through balancing your hormones. So you don't need to kind of reach for things like the sugar laden cups of coffee or the energy pills or the powders that are packed with caffeine or other stimulants, you know, that I do not recommend at all. But when you learn to balance your hormones, okay, because part of balancing your hormones is 
about taking care of your health and all aspects of your health, when you start to do that and you get these hormones evened out, then you're going to have higher levels of energy and you're going to be able to enjoy them with vitality all day long. You'll be able to sleep soundly at night and you are going to benefit your health from head to toe. And some of the things that we're talking about here today, I'm going to be starting to talk about in my new program, and we're going to be doing a much deeper dive into some of these different topics. And there's actually going to be a module um, on a lot of these different topics today that I'm just hitting on. But in their program that's coming up in October, I'm hoping that it's coming up in October, we're getting everything ready. So it should be really good. And I'm excited to share that. But I'll have a more set date as we get down to the wire. We're just kind of finishing up, putting the finishing touches on different things and seeing what you all need um, to be able to do this. So Today, you know, I just wanted to give you a brief introduction to all of that. All right. So, you know, I talked about body positivity and in a couple episodes ago. And in that episode, I talked to you about that, you know, body positivity really has nothing to do. It's not about weight. Okay. But I also, you know, I'm going to just go down a little bit of a different rabbit hole here just for a second, because as a health coach, this is the thing. I really don't think that people should hide behind this body positivity movement in order to use it as an excuse to not be healthy. Does that make sense? You know, it's not about weight and we certainly aren't focusing on, you know, weight in order to be healthy because you can be skinny and unhealthy and you can be overweight and kind of have good health. It kind of just borderlines on on who you are and what are all you're doing in your life with as respect to your health. But it also isn't, like I said, body positivity is an excuse to, you know, to be overweight and not work on your health. It's not an excuse not to exercise. It's not an excuse to try to eat healthy because part of that body positivity is doing all the positive things for your body so that you can be strong in your mind, in your heart and all other areas of your life. Okay. So that's where I wanted to come from with that. So with regard to that, being overweight and being obese, because there's a lot of people in that category. I'm not, you know, going to say that in a bad or ill respect, because I'm here to help you with both those issues. It can cause many health problems. And with those health problems, you know, you can get heart problems. You can get diabetes. You can have you can have osteoarthritis. There is so much of those things that come along when you are overweight and you're carrying excess weight. And one of the big things with being overweight is that you throw off your hormones as well because you have extra estrogen, which can cause a whole bunch of problems. It can cause anovulation, meaning that you're not going to get your periods. Sometimes it can cause you to have heavier periods. It can just play havoc on your hormones when you have excess body weight. Also, So often when we happen to be overweight, it is often a result of us taking in too much sugar because sugar is laden in everything. And there's an episode, podcast episode, and I'll link to it in the podcast episode page of this episode that I talked to you about, you know, sugar and how addictive sugar is. And it's very hard to get off of because it's in everything. And sugar throws off your insulin levels, which is another one of your big key component of your hormones because insulin is part of that hormone cascade. Okay. So it throws things off. So we need to be well aware of all these things that are going on in our bodies. Okay. 
Because of the high levels of endorphins and hormones that are triggered by sugar consumption and which create positive feelings and emotion, it is very easy that a sugar addiction can happen. And sometimes it's hard to get off of sugars because for some people, you know, it works in that addictive center in the brain and you can get addicted to sugar. Like I talked about in that episode, just like people get addicted to drugs. Okay. And when you're doing sugar all the time, like I said, it's going to throw off your hormones. So we talk about that in the whole program that I'm creating too, on how to get off the sugar and what else you can do with it. And it doesn't mean that you have to not ever have sugar again, ladies, because there are plenty of ways to get sweet stuff. So fortunately, there are plenty of smart and healthy ways to naturally boost your short-term and your long-term energy. Okay. And for long-term energy, part of it is going to be, like I said, balancing your hormones. So I want to go over 11 tips and activities that can lead to high and natural levels of energy and vitality. So you don't have to reach for any unhealthy energy boost instead. All right. And also these natural things that can give you higher levels of energy and vitality also are going to be very good for balancing your hormones. All righty. So let's get started. Grab some water. Put your, you know, if you're on the bike, on the treadmill, wherever you are, then let's just keep going. Okay. Number one is I want you to develop a healthy sleep routine. All right. And we've talked about this before. A lot of this is just reemphasizing the things that we already know, but you know, they say it takes seven times to hear a message before we act on it. Okay. So that's why I kind of get repetitive in some of these things because, you know, sometimes, you know, we're in one state of mind and we hear things and it's, it's okay. And then we hear it again and, oh my God, the light bulb goes off because we're at the right stage. We're at the right moment in time to hear those different things. So I keep repeating the same simple, basic things. And you're going to hear me always do that. Okay. So again, I want you to develop a healthy sleep routine because while you sleep, ladies, your body heals and it repairs. You have probably noticed that after a good night's rest, you feel charged and ready to go in the morning. Okay. The entire day following a seven to eight hours of restful sleep is highlighted by having high energy levels that allow you to focus and concentrate and perform all the physical actions that you need to do to get through the day. Okay. So you want to develop a sleep schedule if you don't currently have one. And I want you to begin by trying to go to bed and waking up at the same time every night and every morning. After three or four weeks, this will become a habit your body is used to. Proper sleep ladies is needed for literally all aspects of your physical and your mental processes and for your hormones to function at their utmost best. Okay. So You need sleep because that is when you are resting and repairing, and that's when your body is going through and rejuvenizing and getting everything back into balance. And when you aren't sleeping, you are throwing off your cortisol levels and your cortisol throws off everything else in your body. So we need to sleep. Okay. So make sleeping a priority you know, and try to get at least seven hours. And I've been working on that a lot lately. Um, My daughter got me a Fitbit the other day as a gift. So thank you, Fran, for doing that. And I've been really trying. And the reason I really wanted a Fitbit besides being able to track all my other things during the day is I really wanted something to track my sleep at nighttime. And this way, when I can visually see it, I can try to improve it. And I'm trying to work on it because sleep for me is hard. I'm one of those people that I just don't go into a deep sleep very easy. 
ever since I've had kids, I've been a really light sleeper. And that's true for most women who have children is because, you know, you're so used to being on alert, having your ears open, listening for things throughout the house or anything that you tend to be a much more lighter sleeper, but you're not getting into that deep REM or that deep sleep that you need to repair. So I've been working on that as well. And I'm going to be giving some tips on different things that we can do in the course that I'm producing too. So number two is just like I talked about earlier, being overweight is to lose a few pounds. And I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, ladies. Okay. Because all of us probably could lose a few pounds here or there if we're being honest with ourselves. All right. Because being overweight leads to fatigue and low energy levels. Overweight and obesity have additionally been linked to a long list of very serious health problems. Okay. And you know that they talked about when you've got that abdominal obesity, that it can raise a lot of other things too. Even if you're just 10 pounds over your natural healthy body weight, you can experience fatigue and tiredness and you can have a decrease in your energy. Because like I said earlier, this is playing havoc on your hormones. All right. It's driving your cortisol up. It's throwing your insulin level off and it's checking out and it's making unbalance in your estrogen and progesterone and testosterone levels. And that's lowering your energy levels. So by losing a few pounds, if you're overweight is going to help you significantly both on the short-term and long-term energy levels. And it's going to help you significantly to balance out your hormones. Okay. Number three is I want you to try some aromatherapy. Aromatherapy ladies has been used for centuries to deliver a multitude of health benefits, both in body and mind. So if this involves the use of essential oils, whether applied topically, you inhale it, you ingest it, or you deliver to you take it for specific health needs. So for example, lavender essential oil lowers stress and anxiety, and it boosts positive moods and emotions. And I just happen to love lavender. And orange also does this too. Orange is a natural booster too. So I keep some orange in my car and I, you know, whiff it when I want to get awake and refreshed. I even have orange in my diffuser right now sitting here on my desk. So as one of the most versatile essential oils in aromatherapy, getting back to lavender, it boosts your skin health. It helps with wounds, scratches, cuts, and burns. It helps you heal quickly and it promotes healthy sleep. So you can also just spray some lavender essential oil on your pillow at night and it will help you sleep better too. Also, lavender is great for insect bites, bug bites. I love that too, because I get bit all the time. So not only can aromatherapy, you know, smooth and calm your mind, it can deliver healthy focused energy as well. And there's even essential oils that can help you balance out your hormones. And in our my program, I'm going to be talking to you all about that as well. Can't give away all the trade secrets here, but you can count on it over there. So I just want to give you a list of some additional oils that can help create short-term energy boost. It can be eucalyptus oil, lemon oil, orange oil, grapefruit oil, peppermint oil, basil oil, cinnamon oil, ginger oil, cardamom, um, cedar wood, and rosemary. These are all um, types of essential oils that you can diffuse if you want to boost your energy. All right. Number four is I want you to eat different types of herbs. And these are called adaptogenic herbs because they change how your body works. They help you to your body to adapt as needed to stressors. Okay. And we're always talking about stressors that you need to reduce them, whether they be airborne or environmental, physical, biological, or chemical. So they can be taken in combination or on their own, and they can provide steady, healthy, high energy levels and vitality without excess stimulation. They're not habit forming or addictive, and they can crank up your energy while also keeping you calm and clear headed. 
And there's also adaptogens that you can take for your hormones too. So we're going to be talking about that as well. So this is not the case with several traditional energy boosters like caffeine and sugar. So the following herbs can help create short-term energy soon after they are consumed and long-term energy when taken regularly. Now you always want to check with your medical provider to make sure that you can take any type of adaptogen or herbs and they're not going to conflict with any medications that you're taking. All right. So number one, you can take ashwagandha. It promotes positive moods and improves memory and it endurance and focus. And ashwagandha is also very great on hormones. And we're going to be talking about ashwagandha in detail more in my program. Maca, great for boosting sex drive. It fights fatigue, improves endurance. Another one we're going to be talking about. Ginseng, Korean ginseng lady fights the effectiveness of stress and helps you feel balanced. And American ginseng boosts your immune system as well. Garana. This is also, guarana is also what coffee comes from too. It can help you reach and maintain a healthy body weight. All right. There's oregano. It's a natural detoxifying properties, which boosts immune systems health and it aids in digestion. And then there's rhodiola. It elevates depression. I mean, I'm sorry, elevates. It alleviates depression and anxiety. And then you've got gutu cola. That improves performance in memory and it boosts the circulation of your blood throughout your body, naturally giving you an energy boost. Okay. So these are just some herbs and spices that you can use to help boost your energy naturally. And a few of them are even great for hormonal balance. Okay. You can use them in juices. You can put them in foods and many of them are also available in supplement form. They can provide an energy boost in the present. And when taken regularly, they can lead ladies to a naturally high energy level over the long term, which also delivers the more than just, you know, short-term health benefits. It can lead to long-term health benefits as well. Number five as of course, you know, I have to talk about this because I just love green tea. It's to drink green tea. Green tea is one of the best health promoters on the planet. It is a superfood that delivers healthy antioxidants that boost your immune system and has cancer fighting properties. Additionally, drinking green tea regularly leads to high levels of energy and fewer feelings of fatigue. And green tea overall can help calm your body. And when you're calming your body and calming the stress, you're calming the cortisol, you're helping your body to balance out your hormones. Number six, of course, I'm going to talk about this too, is ditching the sugar. Ladies, sugar is a simple carbohydrate, which is absorbed by the body rapidly. The calories which the simple carb delivers are immediately stored in your fat cells. This can cause the excess to those calories for energy when you need it later. The problem comes when you consume too much refined sugar, okay? Your fat cells continue to grow, and if you don't begin using more energy than you already have stored, overweight and obesity becomes problems that lead to fatigue and low energy levels and imbalanced hormones. Refined sugar is linked to several serious health conditions, and it is not required by the human body. So I want you to replace it with stevia or powdered stevia or liquid stevia or other natural sweeteners. All right. Number seven, kick coffee to the curb. Okay. Now don't get me wrong here. Don't tune out yet. Stay with me because I'm going to tell you, I love coffee and coffee has been found in a lot of studies, ladies, to promote health and wellness in several ways. A single cup of coffee every morning without unhealthy creams and sweeteners has been linked to multiple health rewards. Okay. But here's the catch. 
Most coffee drinkers or coffee lovers, I should say, do not just stop at a single cup in the morning. They enjoy several large cups of coffee each morning, sometimes in the afternoon and evening, and their cup of joe is currently or routinely spiked with sugar, artificial sweeteners, milk, or cream. Okay. This is not the healthiest way to drink coffee. So having a cup in the morning with some, you know, I use, um, soy milk in mine. I use a non-insulin spiking, um, sugar alternative. I don't use stevia because stevia tastes horrible to me in coffee. So I use something called um, something made by the monk fruit, which I use in mine. It has a zero net carb and I don't add all extras to mine. Like I don't add, you know, vanilla sweeteners or any of that other kind of stuff to my coffee. I try to keep it as plain and as low calorie as possible. That way in the morning, ladies, when you're drinking it, you're not setting off your insulin levels and you're not spiking all that stuff to set your day off in the wrong direction. Okay. The ingredient which makes coffee such an excellent energy booster is that in short term is caffeine. All right. So a low, a small amount of caffeine is great, but when you get too much caffeine in your body on a regular basis, you suffer energy spikes and crashes, which simultaneously elevates your heart and the heart rate, sometimes to unhealthy levels. When your body begins to depend on its own resources and psychological processes for energy, instead of a caffeine filled coffee injection, then you train your brain and your body to level out natural energy production. Okay. So we want our bodies to be our own energy source through natural stuff. Okay. We don't want to start putting natural, unnatural stuff to boost energy in our bodies so that our brain becomes dependent on all that stuff. Okay. Okay then you have to constantly keep drinking those energy drinks and you constantly have to keep increasing your coffee intake to, you know, to maintain those levels of energy. And then when you don't drink those, that amount, then you start feeling sluggish and you have the opposite effects. And that's why you can even have withdrawal symptoms. If you are a huge coffee drinker and you just, you know, cold turkey it, you know, that's why they tell you to do the half, half calf, half decaf and kind of wean yourself off of it. So if you want natural energy, ladies, you got to teach the brain and the body how to do it on its own. One cup of coffee in the morning is great as long as it's not filled with a bunch of junk in it, but drinking coffee all day long is not a good thing. And when you drink it regularly all day long, it can also lead to a ruined sleep schedule. Okay. We talked about earlier how important it is to establish and stick to a set sleep routine, especially if you want to boost energy all day and you want to balance out your hormones. Okay. So there are a lot of good reasons to minimize or eliminate coffee and high levels of caffeine for your diet. So I'm not saying just, you know, like get rid of it all together because, Hey, I drink my cup of coffee in the morning. It is my one love. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't do drugs. So I like to have a good cup of coffee in the morning. But again, I have one cup in the morning and I don't ladle it with a bunch of junk. And then like I always, I told you before, it takes four cups of water to flush out one cup of coffee. So after I drink my coffee, ladies, I'm on to my 64 ounces of water throughout the day. So I'm getting rid of that coffee and the caffeine effects out of my body. And that's what you should be doing too. Number eight is I want you to get plenty of protein in your diet. Okay. Protein is harder for your body to process than fat or carbohydrates. This means that if you need an energy boost or you're fighting fatigue, it will be 30 to 40 minutes after you eat protein rich foods before that energy is available. Okay. So when you eat protein throughout the day or with every major meal, 
you're always going to have a sustainable amount of energy and you can do protein without having meat if you're a vegan like I do. Okay. Protein is required by every cell in your body. So it is extremely important nutrient for energy reserves and for so many other mental and physical bodily processes. Okay. So you should be eating at least 0.8 grams of protein for every 2.2 pounds of body weight. All right. Again, let me say that so you can do those measurements. You should be eating at least 0.8 grams of protein for every 2.2 pounds of body weight. So you do the math and see how much protein you need and you can get it through regular meat sources and you can also get it through non-meat sources as well. Number nine, what do you think it's going to be? It's going to be drinking more water, of course, because I talked to you about all of this as well. So my question to you is, do you drink enough water? You know that I've done a water challenge, you know, on all my social media platforms, you know, I've talked about the importance of water everywhere. Okay. You should be sipping on water all day long, especially when it's extremely hot outside. Water is a simple and effective detoxing agent. It removes poisons and toxins from your body's ladies. It flushes out your kidneys and your liver. You need it. Drinking it all day long can also keep hunger at bay, which can help you regulate a healthy body weight. And it can also help regulate your hormones because you're flushing out the bad stuff. So drink a glass of water before every meal and you will eat less. Try not to drink water with your meal and dilute it. Water is required by your entire body for brain and body health from head to toe. And when you keep your mind and your body hydrated regularly, your energy levels are going to be naturally high and you're going to be aiding the detoxification of overstimulation or unwanted hormones. Number 10, I want you to practice yoga and meditation. And you know, I've talked about yoga and I've talked about meditation before, but it is everywhere and it's still going strong for a reason because yoga is a simple, you know, moving of your body. Meditation is the slowing down of your brain. When something triggers a stress response in your body, ladies, you enjoy a a short-term surge of energy. And we talked all about this in my series on stress. And if you need to, you can go back and listen to those podcasts too. I did three series on how stress affects your health and what you can do about it. Okay. Your heart begins racing, your breathing accelerates and becomes deeper and all your senses are in high alert. This is the way your body naturally protects you against what it perceives as some type of threat. Chronic stress begin being in this position for much of the time leads to inflammation and inflammation is most chronic leads to most chronic diseases and illnesses and inflammation leads to in an imbalance of our hormones and causes autoimmune disorders. Okay. And when our immune system is out of whack, our entire body is out of whack. So even in the short term, after your stress response is over, you feel energy being zapped away. This is why you want to minimize the amount of stress you experience, whether physical, mental, or emotional. And one proven way to do this, ladies, is through yoga. All right. And, you know, yoga is a centuries old practice. It combines slow flowing movements and physical postures with a specific method of breathing and mental focus for a multitude of health benefits. So for relieving anxiety and stress and prevent and preventing depression, yoga has a well-earned reputation. Okay. The same can be said for meditation. Most meditation practices focus on the present moment. You're not thinking about or concern yourself with what happened a few seconds ago, what's going to happen in the future. You're working on what's happening at the present moment. You simply exist and you focus on that single moment of existence. As with yoga, specific breathing practices accompany this 
singularity of focus. Okay. And you're learning how to breathe. And when you control your breathing, you are supplying your body with natural energy. Okay. Number 11 is exercise because ladies exercise is so important to help with our overall body weight, but also to balance our hormones. Exercise and exercise and moderate to intense physical activities, ladies can provide you with short term energy boost. All your bodily processes are cranked up and active and you experience higher low energy levels and more vitality. The real benefits where energy is concerned come from a regular exercise regimen followed over time. Okay. So it's, it's over time. It's doing small, simple things. Exercise gets your blood pumping and it moves oxygen throughout your body. Oxygen is required throughout your body for a number of bodily processes. This rush of oxygenated blood, ladies, leads to the right now rise in energy and vitality. So I know that sometimes I will be like dreading going to the gym and I'm going to go, I'm so tired. I just don't feel like going. And I'll go, no, Michelle, get your butt to the gym. I'll go get dressed and I'll go there. And I always feel 100% better after I exercise. I just feel better. I feel stronger in my body. I feel like I can sleep better, even though sleep is still a struggle for me. I think if I didn't exercise, it would probably be even worse. Okay. So if you want a short-term energy boost, get moving, go for a jog or a run, hop on your bike, take a brisk walk, lift some weights. These are all physical fitness activities that can improve your energy level right now. And when you do these types of things regularly, ladies, and you stay active and moving more frequently than when you're sitting and sedentary, you create all day energy over the long term, as well as benefiting from a short term dose of energy. So ladies, here's the thing. Your body knows how to naturally deliver short term and long term energy supplies. Unfortunately, sometimes we adapt unhealthy fitness dietary and lifestyle practices, which make us feel tired and sluggish and cause our hormones to be out of whack, which also can play a factor. We reach for a cup of coffee filled with sugar, or we reach for energy drinks and we receive a short-term energy boost. Then the inevitable crash occurs and we feel wiped out once again. So we have to start all over again. Instead of turning to energy drinks, sugar, coffee, and energy boosting powders and pills, I want you to develop a healthy sleep schedule. Lose a few pounds if you're overweight and let essential oils proven to create and regulate energy provide you with the boost you need throughout aromatherapy. Eat energy promoting herbs like ashwagandha and or oregano. Get unhealthy refined sugar out of your life and limit the amount of caffeine you ingest. Okay. Start drinking green tea, a superfood, which is linked to cancer prevention, anti-aging benefits, healthy antioxidants and energy production. Eat protein regularly at every meal, take up yoga or meditation, and make sure you drink plenty of water throughout the day. Then I want you to add in a regular exercise program, which involves strength training and aerobic movement. Incorporating a few or all of these energy boosting practices means better health, better hormone balance, and better longevity, and fewer short-term and long-term energy highs and lows. So in essence, all of this is going to balance out your entire bodily process when you do some of these simple things to boost your hormone balance and to boost your energy levels, okay? By doing it naturally, you're going to find so many rewards. So there you have it, 11 natural things that you can do to not only boost your energy levels, but that you can do to help balance your hormones. So I hope you found 
at least one out of the 11 that you can start doing today, or like I said at the end there, do as many as possible because that is going to make you feel balanced throughout everything that you do. It's going to balance all of your hormones and it's going to help with your increase of your energy, both for the short term and for the long term. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you got something out of it. Please go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review because that really does make all the difference. Okay. Take a snapshot of this episode, tag me at Well Woman Network over on the gram, leave me a direct message. Come on over and join us in our Well Woman Network 360 Facebook group. I'd love to see you over there. Um, Come join our weekly newsletter, become a VIP customer with us over there and get weekly tips on um, all things, you know, that we talk about at women's health. We have so many different areas, ladies, in which to give you health education with regard to your health, your hormones, and your whole life that I hope you take advantage of because that's what I love to do. And that's my jam. And my jam is all things hormonal as well. So be on the lookout, like I said, for our hormone program, it's going to be coming out in October and I will have more definite dates for you as the time gets a little bit closer. So again, ladies, thank you so much for listening. I love you. Have a blessed week and bye for now. The information, including but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained in the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast is for educational purposes only. The purpose of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking any new health care regime. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have read or heard on one of our podcasts. 